and I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black Hipster. <laughs> Wait, yeah, honey, you with me today? I'm with you today, yes, okay, yes. Okay, okay, okay. We talk about Black pop culture. Gay pop culture. Black gay pop culture. And sometimes other, other shit. shit. <laughs> I love it. So was that better? Was it, was it more on... No, it was definitely a delay, but, you oh, know, gosh. still COVID times, you know, things could be worse. Like, either one of us could have COVID-19, and thank God we don't. So, um, if true. the delay is the worst thing that had happened in our evening, then I'll take it, by golly. Yes, yes. It, it, I'm pretty sure think it'll be a little bit better. We'll be more in sync once we're back in person, and we haven't done that in almost a year. It'll be a it year soon. Quite some time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Right. yes, yes. Um, we've got a great show for tonight. Before we start, though, I do want to say that I did watch the Super Bowl, or at least I watched the first half of it uh-huh. because I wanted to see Jasmine Sullivan, and I literally came in. After she already said, oh, so you missed her. I had to watch it on. It was up on YouTube within minutes um, Uh on NFL's YouTube, and I gotta say, I didn't know it was gonna be a duet between her and this country guy, Eric Church. It was beautiful. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing with his guitar and her vocals. Oh my god, it was so good. See, I have to, I only saw clips of it. I haven't watched the whole thing. But, you know, I know that, I mean, she's a phenomenal singer. Oh, my gosh. She was like just a young Aretha Franklin, just reincarnated. I'm telling you, like, that's what it took me back to. She looked great. Mm-hmm. I thought she looked beautiful. I just, oh, she, I feel like Jasmine Sullivan wakes up in the morning and, like, before she clears her throat, she hits a high note. Like, I mean, she just, like, just stunting on hoes, like, all day with that voice. Like, just, like, mm-mm. She, she got it. I just thought, you- I thought it was beautiful. Did you hear her? Did you hear um, her as well? I know her sang the the girl. She sang at the um, at, at the. I did on not. The... Oh my god! Did she do America Beautiful? Now I have to look that up. I don't know. Yeah, I know she did something. You know, I don't know. Besides the national anthem, I don't remember any of the songs. I'm like, what is this? Is this like part two to the national anthem? I'm like, I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, she certainly didn't lift every voice and sing, I'm pretty sure. Well, you know, maybe one year. Maybe one year they'll have it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I got to look that up, though. Yes, yes. Look it up. Definitely look it up. I'll watch it, too. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, I just wanted to to, to jump in with that. Yeah, she did America's Beautiful. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, I figured as much since you said she also sang. Because those are the two songs that they sing at. Okay, okay. I have no idea. No idea. (laughs) Um, But um, yeah, just a side note before we jump into our hot topic for the night, which is Mm -hmm. black credit. Yes. Um, (laughs) And it's not just black credit. It's credit period. But this is a show about black hipsters and black people. So Mm -hmm. we are going to be narrowing a lot of this down to how it pertains to black people in particular. But we have a special guest because neither me nor Stanley are experts in anything credit except credit cards, baby. Yes, Um, yes. Spend, spend, (laughs) spend. Charge, charge, charge. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, without further ado, Sandrick, do you want to introduce our wonderful guest? Yeah, so we have Miss Benita Walker here to chat with us, and she's going to tell us some of the wonderful things about her company, Cure My Credit, and um, yeah, she's going to walk us through, and we have lots of questions for her. Benita, are you there? Yes, can you hear me? Hey, we can hear you. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Welcome back, hipster. Thank you for having me. No, thank you for being with us tonight. Yeah, no problem. Yes, I'm married now, Stanley. Oh, no, and then I realized. I was married. I put some respect on that lady's name. Benita Grant. Benita Grant. Yes. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess since I have. Oh my gosh, you're going up on your, you've been married a long time, but I've known you for a lot, a lot longer as well. So it's going to take a few more years for you to be Benita Grant in my head, you know? Yeah. Yes. Uh, me and Stanley <laughs> went to middle school together. Jeez. And 
Um, well, we didn't go together. We would have to get all this there, but we, oh, I know we yeah. went to the same school. We didn't know each other. Yeah, but there was like five black people in the school. So yes, yes. I remember I knew seeing you. her. Yeah, I remember <laughs> the first time that I saw Benita, and then I didn't see her again until years later. And it's like, I know I this left place. that school. I yeah, you left. But Did y'all um, still keep in touch with the other black kids from that school? No. I don't either. No, no. Mm-hmm. None at all. No. no. But Wonderful have, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life is great. Um, but Stanley was my only bridesmate at my wedding. Yes. Mm-hmm. Twenty-seven brideswomen and one oh guy. And Stanley yes. was the one guy. <laughs> it's still a good amount of people at the wedding. At the wedding. Oh definitely. yeah, there was like there was other people at the wedding. Other yes, people yes. at the wedding. Twenty-seven. <laughs> People Shala, you, you already know. I'm pretty sure your wedding was crazy like that too. <laughs> no, well, you got married during COVID, we, so yeah. <laughs> no, we had a, a bridesmaid and a best a, a maid of honor and a best man, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that was a stretch. <laughs> yes, but you yes. got a lot of family, so yep. I sure do, and most of them were not there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I apologize to my family that's listening right now, and y'all listen to my. It was COVID. That's I'm it. Sorry. If it wasn't yes. COVID, they would have all been there. <laughs> yes, yes, well, yes, yes. And and guess what? And then Bonita, I would have been calling you because we would have been in some ridiculous debt with terrible credit trying to pay. For that damn wedding. Yeah, it's real. It's real. And so it's how... Crazy. And so if you could just... I don't know where we're going to... How long... Have, when did you start your company? Give us a little bit more background about what it is you do. And then we'll let we'll unleash the questions. <laughs> yeah, no problem. So um, the name of my company is Cure My Credit Scores with mm-hmm. the S on the end. Okay. Um, what we do is we help our clients get to a 700 or greater in a short amount of time. We do a big piece around education because it really sucks that we are judged by our credit all the time, but nobody teaches mm-hmm. us how credit works, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I really do feel like it's um, our culture. I mean, like our background, they're not you teaching know? us. They're teaching other people, but they're not teaching us. Yeah. And so for me, um, just explaining a little bit about how credit works really does help. So. What I'm going to do is I'm going to talk just a little bit and then um, I'll tell you some examples and some things that you can do to help jump your scores up quickly. Yes. Um, Yeah, because credit itself, I mean, like, not only, I mean, it just affects you in so many realms. Mm -hmm. Like, at this point, you know, certain jobs you can't um, get if your credit isn't good. You can't buy a house. If you do buy a car, you're paying twice as much money as other people who buy cars. I have a Tesla and I pay less money for Ooh. my Tesla than my brother pays for his Camry. Mm, um, and it's just because of credit. Like yeah. it's credit. Um, so, and then I just found out yesterday that they're denying people life insurance over their credit at this point, depending on oh my God. life insurance. Life insurance? Yeah. They, they said that there's a correlation on how your credit works on uh, your credit scores compared to how soon you die. What? <laughs> oh, I know. I'm like, I can believe that. that. <laughs> Stress. <laughs> right? Yeah. So yeah, credit is, credit is a, is a snapshot Um to see if you can trust somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's look at, credit is broken down into five categories, right? Um, your credit score is broken down into five categories. The first category is payment history. That's basically how you pay your bills. Yeah. So anything negative on your credit goes into this 35%. So if you have any late payments, charge-offs, collections, foreclosures, bankruptcies, anything negative goes into that 35%. Also, any good positive history goes into that 35%. Mm-hmm. So if you pay your car note on time, if you pay your credit cards on time, all of that affects that 35%, right? The crazy thing about this 35% is that it's not equally leveled, right? So yeah. you can have a hundred on-time payments, right? And you have one late payment, your scores will drop a hundred points. 
Mm. Oh gosh. So they actually they don't want you to have any late payments. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Right. No late payments, no collections. But if um if that is the case, if you have collection on your credit report, that's what my company does. What we do is we dispute the negative items. We dispute the late payments, the bankruptcies, all that stuff. There's a law um, called the Fair Credit Reporting Act that says that everything on your credit report has to be 100% verifiable, mm-hmm. 100% accurate and reporting timely information. And mm-hmm. a lot of times they throw this stuff on your credit and they don't follow the rules on why they would keep it on. So when we're disputing, we're looking for things that they did wrong to try to get it off because they only have one chance to have it be 100% correct on your credit report. If they make a mistake, I mean, as little as spelling your name wrong, it can't stay on your credit report. So that's what we're doing. We're writing letters to try to get that stuff off your credit report. It's super important. We're trying to fix your credit. We -hmm. are not erasing your debt. If we get a T-Mobile off your credit report, this literally just happened last month. (laughs) I got a $1,300 T-Mobile off of a client's credit report. And... Um, she went and got T-Mobile again or <laughs> tried to get T-Mobile again because the scores were up. And they were like, um, we see in our system that you owe us this money. <laughs> so unless you, pay us, you can't get another one. Yeah, so it doesn't disappear. Right. It's still in their system, but it's not on your credit report and it's not hurting your scores, okay? So that um, so, so yeah, how did- we're working to... Sorry, in that in that regard, because you said that it, everything has to be true. So, what mis- I mean, maybe with that particular example, how did they take it off? Like, why would they take it off if it's something that's accurate? Is it what are the sort of what makes them remove something if it's not your name being smelled? Do they look at it like, okay, we've held it on there for too long? You're paying it back. How yeah, do you that get could them? Be- Okay. Yeah, that could be a reason they held it on too long. And sometimes when we dispute, they have to respond to the disputes. We only dispute through letter writing. Uh-huh. Um, you can dispute online through like Credit Karma or you can dispute over the phone. When you dispute online, it doesn't, that's like the worst way of disputing because when you dispute online, you have to sign something online and it basically says that you only have one chance to dispute it. If it doesn't come off this one chance, you can't dispute it anymore. Oh my when God. you write letters, you can write letters for months to try to get the stuff off. And so sometimes it's about being consistent and persistent, right? Yeah. So sometimes we can get, like, let's say your client has 10 negative items. We may be able to get five off on the first set of letters. Mm-hmm. And then we send out another set of letters and maybe get one off. And then it might take five months to get the majority of them off, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not just about getting the negative stuff off. We also have to have your positive credit working for you. So 35% is just your payment history. Mm-hmm. 30%, 30% only has to do with your credit cards. Okay. And it's not about you paying your credit cards on time. 30% only has to do with how much balance you have versus limit. Okay. <laughs> so let's say you have a thousand dollar credit card and you went and spent $500 on this card. You would be at 50% utilization of that card. Mm-hmm. Anytime you're above 30% utilization, it hurts your credit. Anytime right. you're above 30%, the closer you are to the limit, the more it hurts your credit. If you were ever over the limit of your credit card, it's almost as bad as having a bankruptcy. That's wow. how much it hurts your credit. Mm-hmm. So, Benita. Yes. I have a question. Is that for just one? Is that each card or is yes. that a total? So nope, it's each card and it's and it's all of them together at the same time. So the equation works like each card and then it's all of the cards together at the same time. But 30% is your maximum you want to keep your cards. But when you are trying to do anything with your credit, let's say buy a house, get a job, get a car, you want it to be way under 30%. You want to keep your cards at 10% percent of the limit so if you have a thousand dollar credit card you do not want to spend more than a hundred dollars on that card okay and that's at all times a lot of people think okay i'll charge it up to 500 and i'll pay it down to 100 before the bill is due and i'll be fine the problem with that is you do not know when they're going to report the limit and the balance to the credit bureaus they switch it up each month because they don't want you to figure out their equation why Why? (laughs) (laughs) yes yes to trip you up 
they oh, want to charge that more interest. Yeah, they want, of course, they make money by you not having good credit. Yeah. Look at this. If you, it costs money to put something on your credit report. So mm -hmm. if a medical bill wants to put something on your credit report, they have to pay Equifax Experian insurance uh, to put it on your credit report. Every month that it hits the 24-month history, they're paying extra money um, to the credit bureaus. The credit bureaus also sell your information. So mm -hmm. when you have not-so-good credit, you're going to get a whole bunch of mail, like you're pre-approved for this secured card or you're pre-approved <laughs> for this Indigo card oh my God. or these horrible cards. If you have good credit, you get all this information like, you're pre-approved for $20,000 here or get this American Express. Their credit bureaus are selling your information to banks um, that are looking for you. So they're looking oh for people gosh. with bad credit, people who have um, auto loans on their credit report that they're paying on time. You might get bills saying, refinance this auto loan, da, da, da. So for, they want to keep stuff on your credit because they're making more money. They want to make it harder for you, but that's the whole point of learning Mm -hmm. how it works because if you learn the rules to the game you can win but we were never taught the rules yeah we were just like and you know what I mean? <laughs> like, can i ask you a question about one thing that we're constantly taught and i would love to hear or dispel whatever myths are around this that you 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 need credit in order to build the credit but um there's sort of this myth of like if you close a card or something then you're going to jack up your credit is that That's true? not a myth that is absolutely true mm -hmm. so if you you do need credit card like if you think about it credit cards by itself are worth 30% of your score if you don't have credit cards at all you're missing out on that 30% if you had everything else correct the most you can get is a 70 is a C with credit you get A plus credit, you have to have credit cards, okay? So you're right. They look at each card individually and they look at all the cards collectively in this 30%. Now, it's a little tricky. So there's more tricks to the credit card game. Okay? <laughs> okay. Please so, tell, tell us. Yes. So you want to keep cards that you can use anywhere, like a Capital One card that you can use at the grocery store and you can use at the gas station. Mm -hmm. You want to use cards keep cards that you can use anywhere between one and 10% of the limit. Okay. So if it's a thousand dollar credit card between $10 and a hundred, whenever it is under 1%, it, they, it's like you're not using the card. You mm -hmm. actually lose points. Your score, <laughs> oh. I've seen people's scores drop 50 points because they paid their cards down to zero and left it at zero. Oh my God. So they want to see you using the card. In the first seven years, they want to see you using the card consistently. Mm -hmm. After seven years, you can keep it at zero balance. When it is a store card, like a Gap card or a yeah, Macy's. Card, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she shouted that out real loud. Macy's. Macy's. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You can keep those cards at zero, zero to 10%. But cards you can use anywhere, you want to keep them between one and 10%. Um, at all times, okay? That's how you maximize this 30%, which is your credit report. So let me let me just break that down a little bit more. So let's say we had a $1,000 credit card. If you had it at $100, you may get an extra 20 points, okay? If you had it at $15, right, which is closer to 1%, you may get an extra 40 points on your credit right? Mm -hmm. But if you paid it down to zero and left it at zero and it reported to the credit bureaus at zero, you actually lose that extra 40 points because now it's neutral. Having your card at zero is literally the same as having the credit card at 30%. It is mm -hmm. neutral. Ah! Yeah. So, Yes. So those are the those are cards that you can use anywhere. Store cards you can keep between zero and ten percent. Cards you can use anywhere between one and ten percent. What about? I have a question. What about? I've heard too that closing a line of credit can be detrimental to your. Yeah. So, to your, mm -hmm. Very good. So so that's thirty five percent is payment history. Thirty percent is your credit cards. Fifteen percent has to do with your age of file, which means how old your credit is, how long you've had credit. So they wanna see a longevity of you paying your bills on time. So let's say, and it's the average age of file, right? So mm -hmm. let's say you have a 10 year old credit card, right? And you have a one year old credit card, right? Mm 
So they're going to average out the years. So let's just do a simple math, right? Let's just say 10 <laughs> um, plus 1 is 11. Uh, 11 divided by 2. Well, you should think like, even of a girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know, right? It's like five and a half years. Five and a half years. Yeah. That one wasn't like, too hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like five and a half years, okay? Mm. So whenever... So your average, if you only had two cards, those are your only two open lines of credit on your credit report. Your average um, age of file is five and a half years. Okay. Whenever the older your average age of file is, the more trustworthy you are. Right. Whenever your average age of file is older than seven years, that's how you're able to get into the 800 scores. Okay. Mm -hmm. But you want it to be high. So it's at five and a half years old, right? Now, let's say you close that 10-year-old credit card. Oh. So you close that 10-year-old credit card. Now your average age of file drops down to <coughs> one year. Gee. So it looks like you've only had credit for a year. They only have a year of current history to, to gauge your, um, the quality of your credit. So, yes, your scores could drop. I've seen scores drop, honestly, when they close a big card like that, 40, 50 points, because um, that was it was a lot of proof that you were doing it. So now the thing is, right, that's why we tell you never to close credit cards, because credit cards are the only thing that you can actually pay off and mm -hmm. it doesn't close. When you finally finish paying off your student loans, like I did this year. Amen. I paid off my student loans. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Oh, congratulations. Uh -huh. That is worth the celebration. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I paid off my student loans. And when I paid off my student loans, my scores dropped 20 points because I lost, what, 17 years or 15 years of history, of positive mm -hmm. payment history on my credit report. Right. Right? So... When you pay off your auto loans, you're going to lose that. But when you pay off your credit cards, it doesn't automatically close. So that's what we say. You want to keep credit cards open because that's how you get to those 800 scores when you have a longevity credit. Mm -hmm. That's wild because people are always saying, oh, yeah, student loan debt is great debt. And I guess in the sense it is because if as long as you're paying it, it it'll give you that sort of long history. But no one tells you that once you pay it off that it drops from your credit. Yes. Yes. So it's, it's one of those things where, you know, um, if you're trying to buy a house, right, it's tricky because it can drop your scores if you pay it off. But when you're trying to buy a house, they look at two things. They look at your credit scores and then they look at your debt to income ratio. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like a real simple way of looking at debt to income ratio is they look at all of the debt on your credit report, not all the like you know, like your um, cell phone bill or your, you know, electricity bill or even your rent. They look at only what's on your credit report. Mm -hmm. um, so, for example, and let's say you have a student loan that is $200 a month um, and you have an auto loan that's $500 a month. Right. They're going to say what your income is. Let's say let's make it real simple. Let's say your income is um, $4,000 a month, right? And they say that you can use half of the $4,000 to buy a house. So they say you can get a house with a $2,000 a month of mortgage, right? Mm -hmm. Then they're going to take the debt on your credit report away from that $2,000. So they're going to say, okay, $200 um, for the student loan. Now you can buy a house with $1,800 mortgage, you know, $400 for the auto loan. Now you can buy a house with a $1,400 mortgage, right? So the amount of house you can buy has to do with your debt to income. So okay. if your debt to income is already too high, they may say, go ahead and pay off that auto loan or pay off that student loan. So it reduces your debt to income so that you can buy a house. So that's why. You know, yeah. So all of it is <laughs> you have to just be strategic with it and you got to um, work with you know, you can't just take one bit of the information that you hear online and be like, um, okay, I'm going to go with this and da 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 and it's all going to work mm -hmm. out. you got to, like, work with a realtor, work with a loan officer, work with a credit repair person so yeah. that it's strategic on what your goals are to make sure that happens. 
Now, going back to like what we talked about with closing cards, right? Mm -hmm. It can be the same problem if you add too much, right? So I'm telling you that you need a, like you need credit cards, right? Yeah. 10% of your score has to do with um, the types of credit you have. So they want you to have a good mix of credit. So at minimum, you should have two major credit cards, one department store card, one installment account. That's like a student loan, auto loan, or a mortgage. Mm-hmm. At minimum, you should have that, right? And the last 10% of your credit report is your inquiries. Basically, you're allowed, you, anytime a bank pulls your credit report for like a car note or a mortgage or even a credit card, it causes a hard inquiry in your score. Yes, inquiry, yeah, they, um, they stay on your score for two years, but it's oh. only the ones that happened in the last six months that can hurt your credit report. So you're allowed to have about six inquiries in a six-month period. If you start to have more than that, then your scores will go down, okay? Huh. So so 10% of your score has to do with mix of credit. So sometimes I, you know, tell people how to, you know, fix their credit. And they hear me when I say you want to have two major credit cards and da-da-da. I had one client, she listened to my presentation, and then she went and got another credit card, and her <laughs> scores went down. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you said I need the two major credit cards, but this is what happened with her. She had one card that was 13 years old, right? Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. And then she added one card, yeah. right? And they did that the combined year. Zero years, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, when so you, now, yeah. Yes, there you go. So you move from having a 13-year-old credit report down to a six-year-old credit report because you added a credit card. Now, yes, you need more credit cards, but you do that after you buy your house, after okay. you buy your car. Okay. Um, Okay. Okay. So it's 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 really about looking at your credit report as a whole and fi- figuring out what needs to happen so that you can achieve what you want. But the main thing you can do to jump your scores a hundred points is if you are using too much of your credit cards, pay them joints down. Pay them okay. down to ten percent. I mm-hmm. promise you, you'll be like banana. and not only do your scores jump up but then they trust you more and before you know it your cards will be like oh we raised your limit we raised your limit Mm -hmm. we're sending you a new car we're moving you from gold (laughs) to platinum that's what they do i mean it's beautiful i have two questions Mm -hmm. um the first question um if someone adds you as um, a bearer on their account, does that count towards your credit? Does that count towards um, your length of credit history? And yeah. then the second question is, um, is it strategic to then just try to open up two cards at the same time so that they have the same length of time? <laughs> yes. So I see where you're going with that. So this is so when someone adds you as an authorized user, if they add you to a really good card, mm-hmm. then yes, you should name your child after them, right? Oh. So, <laughs> yes, yes. okay, so if they add you to an old card, let's say they had this card for 20 years, right? They've mm-hmm. never had any late payments on it, um, and they keep the balances low, right? That's yeah. an amazing card because 35, 35% of your score has to do with your payment history. How many payments? Have you made on time? So if you're adding 20 years of positive history to your credit report, that's going to help that 35%. If they keep the balances low, that's going to help that 30%. Because mm-hmm. it's 20 years old, it's going to help that 15%. And because it's another type of credit card, it will help that 10%. So 90% of your score will be impacted by a great authorized user account. Oh, wow. Yes. But the same if that client, if that same person that adds you to their car, if they have a late payment and then they max out their credit card, oh, <laughs> it will true. negatively affect. So you you got to trust this person mm-hmm. that was adding you. And then the great thing is, like, what I always say to them is that, you know, all of that good stuff is being added on to your credit. And you want to tell them that nothing is going to be added onto theirs. Because sometimes, like, these grandmas, they be like, I don't want you to mess up my credit, so I'm not adding you as an authorized user, right? <laughs> there's, no, there's no way that they can mess up your credit because what happens is when you add someone as an authorized user, a credit card comes to your house yes. with their name on it. Mm-hmm. Right. You can literally cut that card up as soon as it comes in the mail. Yes. 
Okay? Yes. Or you, you know, you don't have to give that card to them. And I suggest you not give that card to them because you're yes. not literally giving them access to your credit. You're just exactly. trying to boost their scores. This is something that I did for my family to to family members where they needed me to put them on my credit. And yeah, and the card and I was nervous. I'm like, I don't want a card being sent to their home. And then the card came to me and I literally just cut it up and kept them on my credit like reporting history for, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe a year or a couple of months, I don't remember. And then I removed them. They said their scores had went up and I could remove them. So that's mm-hmm. what I did. But I was fearful, yeah, Benita, of like even, it's it not, I had to think about it a lot because I was even afraid that they would somehow get a credit card. It's like, it's not going to the house, but you know how you have those things <laughs> that are sent around. Yeah, I'm like, I don't yeah. know. There's no way for them to even like call and say, can you please send one to my house? It's a, it, it, they wouldn't do it. They would just send another one to your house. That, okay. I mean, it's just not, that's not even possible. Yeah. That's and they usually, yeah. they can't even access the account, I don't think, because my husband no, is, yeah, my husband's an authorized user on my card. We kind of call it a joint account, but it's not really a joint card. It's, I opened it up and mm-hmm. added him, but I'm always like, ask him, you know, I'll say something about it. And he's like, I don't know. I can't look at the account. Like, it's like, it's only you can do it. I'm like, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, I, I mean, like you can control. give him your password and stuff like that. But um, yeah, that's not, he's not going to be able to use the card or anything like that unless you um, you give him a card. Yeah, no, he has a card. But like I'll say something like like, oh, you know, schedule the, the credit card payment or something. And he's like, I can't do that. I don't I'm like, you can look at the account with it. He's like, I can't look at the account. It's 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 all under your name. I'm like, Oh yeah, right. But I do like the control because it is my credit. So yes, I, yes. I, I schedule the payments and all that good stuff because I don't play with that. And what I, yes, and I and I definitely recommend automatic minimum payments because it you know sometimes you never know what happens you might forget you might get sick that might be the last thing on your mind and one late payment your scores drop 100 points and it's super hard to get late payments off of current accounts accounts that are currently open so i always suggest it like as soon as i get a card because i have a lot of cards i literally have over 30 credit cards Um, do you use all of them Sometimes. At least one percent. Yes, but you know, I have business credit cards too. I, I okay. use my business credit cards way more than I use my personal. Uh-huh. Business credit is a whole different world. But the great thing about just like quickly about business credit, the great thing about business credit is that you can actually max out the credit cards and it mm-hmm. won't hurt your business credit or your personal credit because your business credit cards don't actually show up on your personal credit. The only reason they would show up on your personal credit is if you defaulted on the loan or something like that. But if you're paying it on time, it's not going to show up on your personal credit. So last year I flipped a house. I bought a house for cheap, fixed it up. Well, I didn't, I didn't fix anything. I hired people to fix it up, (laughs) but I I paid for everything with my business credit card. So I put, I think Mm $180,000 on business credit. When I flipped, when I flipped the house, I paid off my business credit cards. And my personal credit was perfect. I still had 800 credit scores the whole time. And I didn't use any of my own cash. Um, That's amazing. And it was great because I got a whole bunch of cards that were like zero interest for a year. Mm -hmm. So it saved me so much money on borrowing money from like the bank or something like that. And and I have a question too, but I know Shawa had that question about, is it best if you're opening up a new line of credit after having one for a long time? Should you just open up two at the same time? You know, like, should you open up more than one at the same time to sort of? Yeah, it depends on, you know, if you are, let's say you, you do the calculations and your, you know, your average age of file is three years old. It's only three years old. Adding mm-hmm. two new credit cards is not a big deal because you're already under seven years. It's not yeah. even, you know, uh-huh. but if you're, if you're, if you're over seven years old, adding two new cards could hurt you because let's say, you know, you have a 10 year old credit card, you add one card, it will bring it down to five and a half years. If you add two cards, then it will bring you down to what? 13 divided by um, three. That's like, I mean, let's, you're talking like, like a little bit over four. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. 
So yeah, adding two new cards would hurt you if you were like that. So I would say um, if you're already under seven years, then go ahead. Like for me, I have good credit, but my eight, I have so many credit cards. My age of file is like, I think four years old, mm-hmm. four, four, like four years old. Um because I have so many credit cards. I'm not okay. really stressed about it. I don't really see a big difference in having a 780 credit score and having an 840 credit score. Yeah. Um, I still can get anything I want, so I'm not. And what is a, and, and I guess that's probably one of the first questions that we should have asked, like what is a good, look, because they 700. say 700, okay. Mm-hmm. And When you have a 700, you can get what you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can get more credit cards. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I have, I think, two or three. I forget how many I have. And my my line of credit, I actually checked, is 18 years. And so, nice. and I have a, and I have a really good credit scores. They're all in the 800s. But what I do is I have one credit card, which I don't use that much and at all. And it's probably one of the older ones. And so I want to streamline my life so I don't have to worry about it because I don't, I have the card, I don't use it. It's still like in my desk somewhere, but I wanted to cancel, but you're, I don't think I should cancel that. You would recommend no, me not. No, you'd be so sad. You're like, where did my 800s go? So basically okay. he's just like auto pay his, his like phone bill or something on it. Yeah, honestly, okay. I would just do that because you know, right now we're in the middle of COVID and mm-hmm. a lot of things, you know, the, the banks are afraid that we're going to have another um, recession. Recession. Crash. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. And I'm most likely, I mean, it's like, come on, like, you can't just be making up money over and over. Like, <laughs> something's going <laughs> to happen, right? So, yes. So, what, what's because the banks are nervous, a lot of people's credit cards are being closed, like, especially with high limits, because think about it. Every time they offer you money, they have to get insurance on that money, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say they offer you $10,000 in a line of credit or a credit card. They have to have insurance on that 10000 right? Mm-hmm. If you aren't using the card, they're not making any money off of you. It's them spending money without spending getting money. any money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And if, like, like, I had a friend who knew she was about to go bankrupt. Bank- she was about to um, claim bankruptcy because her business went under. Mm-hmm. So what she did is she maxed out all of her credit cards and then like included all of them in her bankruptcy, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. And so when there's a recession, people do bankruptcy. So mm-hmm. if, if they're looking at you, Stan, and you have $20,000 sitting there and you have $10,000 sitting there, if you make any sudden moves, like you start maxing out credit cards, they might close something really quickly or mm-hmm. they might lower your limit really quickly if your scores drop for some reason because mm-hmm. they have like triggers like that are like alerting them to big changes on anybody's account at this point. So yeah, people's cards are being closed really quickly. People's limits are being dropped um, because right now they're even more nervous because of what's happening in the world. Gosh, I so mean, yes, you should probably set it up to have your Netflix, or I can no, give you some bills if you want. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say said. Netflix. Who's paying for that? <laughs> I know she's like, well, you know, I will switch one of my credit, which I did have before. I was gonna, I had one of my credit cards switched over before, but then I got a better. It was a Discover card, and so every, and then Discover is not taken, it's not accepted everywhere. Mm. It's it pretty much most places. But um, then I got another credit card, which I love, and I get rewards on and more rewards, and it's just easy to use. So I put everything on that. And I know me, because also what you're talking about, it's hard to manage. I'm not a person. I need everything simple. I don't want to be too overwhelmed. So if I have more than like two credit cards, then I'm all over the place. I'm like, how am I managing this? Where do it needs to go? You know, I, I want to make sure that I'm not maxing and maxing it out. And seeing like that balance gives me, makes me nervous, you know? And um, would you recommend that some, like how, how old do you recommend like someone starting credit, like getting their first credit card or like, you know, yeah, sort of building I think that? that? I think the younger, the better. My grandmother got me a credit card when I was like 
feel like 16 or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she held on to it. Like, that's what she used to use to, like, buy my plane tickets and stuff. And then I'd pay her back. But um, it was so funny because I remember when I graduated from college, my grandmother actually gave me the credit card. And <laughs> it was a, it had grown to, like, $6,000 or something. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know much about credit. So I thought my grandmother gave me $6,000. I maxed that joint out in like literally two months. And it literally (laughs) took me like three years, maybe four years to pay that shit back. But but I would say with education and stuff, you want to get people started with their credit as soon as possible. You Mm -hmm. know, at this point, I have a 22-year-old credit card. Um, or 23-year-old credit card, which is excellent because yeah. most people my age don't have a 23-year-old credit card. But my wife, she has, she's on one of her mom's credit cards. And so she has a credit card on her credit report that's like 40 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. So like, it, that's you talking about legacy and passing stuff on to your kids, like pass some good credit down. Like That's, that's interesting. Good. So like I could put my little sister who I don't think has a credit card on my credit card, like as an authorized user, and that could help her credit. Exactly. It would jump her right. scores. You'd probably see her scores in the 700s. Mm-hmm. And that's better because when she has high credit, then it's easier for her to get her own credit, right? Uh-huh. So if you added her to your credit card, you'll probably see... Okay, so I had a client. I fixed her credit, right? Then she added her daughter to her credit card mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. when she added her 18 year old daughter to her credit card her 18 year old daughter's credit score jumped to a 760 okay wow and yeah. then because it was at a 760 i got her 18 year old daughter her own credit card and we were able to get her daughter approved for a five thousand dollar credit card at her first credit card right mm-hmm. She was going to college. I explained to her that this is a $500 credit card. Even though they told you it was $5,000, this is only a $500 credit card. Um, And she, I spoke to her like a month later. She had charged $2,000 on it. She's like, I'm going to pay it back. I'm like, okay. (laughs) So there's like ups and downs. You know, people are going to do what they do. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I... I help people fix mistakes that happen. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like credit mm-hmm. can go bad for a lot of reasons. I mean, go, getting sick, losing a job, you know, mm-hmm. death in the family. Like I had a client who scores were horrible because he had to pay for his brother and sister's funerals, yeah. um, you know, in the same year, you know? So like, it, like stuff happens, mm-hmm. um, but there's ways to fix it. So, uh, you know, what we're big on is like really letting you know that you don't have to have bad credit for forever. It can yeah. just be something that happened. Now it gets fixed. Now you can move on and have great life. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like most of the, uh, most of your clients are black people or people of color who just lack that education because the community doesn't talk about money in the ways that others do? Well, I think that, and I also like I think that most of my clients are black because I'm black and um, people I think people trust who the people who like them yeah exactly (laughs) I I mean I can fix anybody's credit I can fix anybody's credit but I don't see a lot of people who aren't like of color coming to me I do have you know white clients and stuff like that but the majority of my clients are black or Hispanic or African, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's because we hang out with who we hang out, and I don't do any advertisement. Yeah. It's all word of mouth, and my business is really successful. It's really awesome, mm-hmm. um, but it's all because I think so-and-so, she told her cousin, and then her cousin yeah. told the realtor, and the realtor said, I heard about you, Benita. <laughs> well, Benita, you didn't do any advertising until today. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Five of our listeners might be hitting you up. <laughs> exactly. And so, so, what made you want to do this? Like, what what was it about? Where had you been working? Tell how did you start this? What made you want to start your own company to help people with this? Yeah, I um, I got my credit fixed. 
and it changed my life. Like mm-hmm. I, I was walking with a different swag. I didn't even realize <laughs> how much credit had a hold on me. Yes. And when I yeah, when I got it, um, because you know it sucks when you like they're like, do you want this? And I'm like, yeah, I want this, but I ain't gonna be able to get it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then now you walking anywhere and you're like, give me the best, or I ain't take the shit. You know? Like, <laughs> you know? It's like a different. It's like a different flavor. Like you walk, like you know. So I love that feeling. And when I like when I got the education piece, I was like, wait a second, like this is strategic. They're not telling us this on purpose. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, you know, you know me, Stanley. I'm, you know, I'm a rebel. I'm like everybody gets to know this. Yes, like, exactly. Such <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know what, Shower? The worst part about it is my wife is a Sagittarius and my oh, youngest son God. is a Sagittarius. Oh, yes. God. And my mother's a Sagittarius. <laughs> all over. It is yes. all over. God. And then um, my twins are Aquarius. Oh. Um, so oh, no. Have... Exactly. They they exactly. Want, yes. You see that? They do what they want. Yes. <laughs> like, just a house full of just aloof rebels. Yes. Like, we don't do shit the same every day. <laughs> We're whatever. Ever. Whatever. It's a hot mess, but it's super fun. <laughs> no. At least they'll all have good credit, right? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> At least for a little bit of time. Not the Aquarius. <laughs> <laughs> Is there an age that's too young to add your kids? Like, should I not put my newborn baby on my credit card? Like, that Yeah, I don't think you can. I okay. think they have to be 16. And, okay. and it also depends on which account you're doing. Um, but you would just check in with your card. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. see. Good to know. Yeah. This was super, yes. super Listen, I have good credit, but I still might call you, girl. Because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You're like, you somebody got a Tesla. Like, you're 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 it felt like, you know how when you first, well, I told Stanley this, he just learned how to drive last week, oh. but like when you were younger and you first learned how to drive, how exciting and fun it is, that's how it is with driving. It's like, it's like driving a spaceship. It's super fun. <laughs> and and um, like you can get them affordable. You don't have to get them like brand new. You can get used ones. I, there's a website called um, Swap a Lease where you take uh, over someone's lease. Rich. People shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Credit people, credit people shit. Credit people shit. Yes. That's 840 scores shit right there. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. No, it's good stuff. But I don't have the like I don't have like the expensive Tesla. I got the cheapest Tesla, but it's still anywhere it feels like I get out of my car and people are like, who is that? Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> These are like people from like the 1920s, right? They're like, yeah, the they have a cigarette hanging out their mouth. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> and a pipe. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, I, we could go on and on. Yeah, you educated the hell out of me. But, <laughs> Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you so much um, for being here. I think we actually do want to have you back probably in the spring because we want to talk about weddings um, and how people Ooh. spend on weddings and how that affects credit and things like that. Yeah. That's a whole nother conversation a for whole a whole nother, nother hour. So <laughs> we're going to have, have Bonita back on the show, y'all. So um, if you are like, no, please don't go. Um, and you enjoyed this episode of Black Hipster, make sure mm-hmm. you subscribe and rate us. Top stars. We're pretty much everywhere you're listening to podcasts, but we're definitely on iTunes and we're definitely on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also email us at blackhipsterpodcast at gmail.com and you can follow us on the gram at blackhipsterpodcast. But Nina, do you want to share your handles and where they can find you or where they can contact you? Yeah, yeah. Um, curemycreditscores.com. I'm on Facebook under curemycredit700. 
and also on the Instagram under Cure My Credit 700. And my cell phone number is 617 955. Oh, you're about to give the whole number. Okay. <laughs> 4599. Yep, it's 617 955 4599. Call me, text me, and we'll fix your credit. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, Standrick, you want to have somebody sign up in your DMs? Just get them. Just get them your handle. I will not. You know, because I'm almost a married man. But um, I will say, Standrick W is where you can find me. Yes. Mm hmm. See, I wasn't even talking about for anything salacious. You went there. Oh, well, my thing is why else would you slide up in my DMs? I mean, goddamn. You know? That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, so thank you guys for listening. I'm about to go pour myself a glass of wine. I'm breaking my no wine on the weekday rule. It's been a day. Um, Where can I find you there? What? What's your, hand? What's your handle? You didn't give us your handle. Oh, at the Shawa Evans. That's T-H-E-E. Shawa mm -hmm. Evans. Okay. Um, and this is a plug. I don't work for Netflix. I don't have anything to do with this movie. But Malcolm and Marie was good AF. You need to watch it if you didn't. Shout out to John David Washington and Zendaya for pulling that shit off during COVID. A two-person film that was just fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to leave that at that. It was so good. So if you didn't watch it, pull up your Netflix, get to streaming, and watch that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Until next time. Bye bye. 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 bye.